September 24th. Now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, we'll be reading in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. We'll read about a purpose for this reason, Scripture says. refers to what Paul wrote at the end of chapter 2, the building of the church. Now that was the purpose behind his praying and his ministering. Jesus said, I will build my church. But he uses people, you and me, to help get the job done. Is the building of the church your motivation to pray and serve? And the word Gentiles uh, put Paul in prison. God gave him a special commission uh, to evangelize the Gentiles and to explain to both Jews and Gentiles God's mystery, the sacred secret in Christ. Believing Jews and Gentiles are one and share the same spiritual riches. As he builds his church in this world, God is putting things together. Are you helping him? Are you involved? We'll also read about a prayer. This prayer is for spiritual vision, to see and lay hold of the greatness of God's love and power. God wants you to be concerned about the whole building, the whole family, that is, the whole body, and all the saints. Is narrowness in your life leading to shallowness and weakness? Well, with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. September 24th. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. I, Paul, am a prisoner of Christ Jesus because of my preaching to you Gentiles. As you already know, God has given me this special ministry of announcing His favor to you Gentiles. As I briefly mentioned earlier in this letter, God Himself revealed His secret plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand what I know about this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now He has revealed it by the Holy Spirit to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is the secret plan. The Gentiles have an equal share with the Jews in all the riches inherited by God's children. Both groups have believed the good news, and both are part of the same body and enjoy together the promise of blessings through Christ Jesus. By God's special favor and mighty power, I have been given the wonderful privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. Just think, though I did nothing to deserve it, and though I am the least deserving Christian there is, I was chosen for this special joy of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this plan that God the Creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose was to show His wisdom in all its rich variety to all the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. They will see this when Jews and Gentiles are joined together in His church. This was His plan from all eternity. And it has now been carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ, and our faith in Him, we can now come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of His glad welcome. So please don't despair because of what they are doing to me here. It is for you that I am suffering, so you should feel honored and encouraged. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will give you mighty inner strength through His Holy Spirit. 
and I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love really is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great, you will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now glory be to God. By His mighty power at work within us, He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. May He be given glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever, through endless ages. Amen. Verse 12, Matthew 5 says, Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and say, say all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice! That's exactly what's happened in this text. So Jesus said, Rejoice in that day, for great is your reward in heaven. That's Hebrews 10, 34, in the mouth of Jesus, 30, 40 years earlier. So, one of my assumptions that's got to go is when I have light shining in and I begin to let light shine out, things are going to go well. Got to get rid of that. Sometimes they go well, and sometimes they go badly. Both texts are there, right? They will see your good works and they'll give glory to your Father. Many people are moved by the good works of Christians. Amen? Let it be. And many people hate the good works of Christians because of its roots and its branches and all of its implications for their lives. So the answer, what happens in the early church in Hebrews when you get enlightened, that is when you get saved, is that suffering often comes. If they call the master of the house Beelzebul, that's a name for the devil, Jesus said, how much more will they malign those of his house? Much more likely that you would get maligned if Jesus got maligned. And he did. He got crucified. Paul said in 1 Timothy 3.12, all who desire to live a godly life in Atlanta will be persecuted. Except in Atlanta where everybody's godly. No. This city is not a surprise to Paul, nor America, nor the 21st century. He said that. If, if there is no person finding your faith troubling, it's probably not showing very well. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, Jesus said. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. Think it not strange, brothers, when the fiery ordeal comes upon you to test you. First Peter 4. We do think it's strange. 
That's a word for America. We think it's strange. If a fiery ordeal comes upon you to test you because you have stood for Christ and his truth, we say, something's wrong. I must have done it wrong. And the Bible is trying to help us wake up from this distortion and say, not necessarily. I mean, you might have been a jerk, but you also might have been faithful. So when they were enlightened here, how did they suffer? How did they suffer? Verse 33. Sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction, and sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on those in prison. Verse 34. So they got two groups of people, right? You see those two groups of people? Some, because of their words or deeds or attitudes, don't know what it was, they suffered reproach, they suffered affliction, and they went to jail. And then you have another group of people who watch that happen. And they have to decide, do we identify or not? Do we tell people, I'm I'm one of them? Or just keep going. I'm not one of them. These folks, those are the two people. Sometimes being exposed to reproach and affliction and sometimes being partners, sharers with those so treated. So you're in jail here and you're identifying here. What happened to those who identified? Verse 34. You had compassion on those in prison and accepted joyfully. You joyfully accepted the plundering of your property. Psalm 68, verses 1 through 18. Now this victory psalm celebrated how God blew the enemy away like smoke and melted them like wax. It pictures three triumphal processions. The victorious nation. Great victories were nothing new to Israel, for God had been with them from the beginning. Have you reviewed lately all that God has done for you? In his chapter-by-chapter Bible commentary, Warren Wearsby talks about the victorious Savior, Paul quoted verse 18 in Ephesians 4, 8 and applied it to the ascension of Jesus Christ. Believers today are part of a spiritual army marching in a triumphal procession and claiming their inheritance. They are seated with Christ in the heavenlies, using their spiritual gifts to serve Him on earth. What a victory! And we'll also read about the victorious singers. The happy procession reached the sanctuary where they lifted their praises to God and ask for his continued strength as new enemies attacked. Psalm 68, verses 1 through 18. For the choir director, a psalm of David, a song. Arise, O God, and scatter your enemies. Let those who hate God run for their lives. Drive them off like smoke blown by the wind. Melt them like wax in fire. Let the wicked perish in the presence of God. But let the godly rejoice. 
Let them be glad in God's presence. Let them be filled with joy. Sing praises to God and to His name. Sing loud praises to Him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in His presence. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God, whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. But for rebels, there is only famine and distress. O God, when you led your people from Egypt, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth trembled and the heavens poured rain before you, the God of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. You sent abundant rain, O God, to refresh the weary promised land. There your people finally settled, and with a bountiful harvest, O God, you provided for your needy people. The Lord announces victory, and throngs of women shout the happy news. Enemy kings and their armies flee, while the women of Israel divide the plunder. Though they lived among the sheepfolds, now they are covered with silver and gold, as a dove is covered by its wings. The Almighty scattered the enemy kings, like a blowing snowstorm on Mount Zalmon. The majestic mountains of Bashan stretch high into the sky. Why do you look with envy, O rugged mountains, at Mount Zion, where God has chosen to live, where the Lord Himself will live forever? Surrounded by unnumbered thousands of chariots, the Lord came from Mount Sinai into His sanctuary. When you ascended to the heights, you led a crowd of captives. You received gifts from the people, even from those who rebelled against you. Now the Lord God will live among us here. Proverbs 24, verses 1 and 2. Don't envy evil people. Don't desire their company. For they spend their days plotting violence, and their words are always stirring up trouble.